Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavad Anchilila 3, text 95. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Ishat Hasiya Gorachandra Prabhukai Yatavakanila Tumi Sabha Satyahoi Lord Gorachandra smiled and said Whatever you explained is certainly true. Om Ajnana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vanchakalpa turubhyascha kripa sindhu vayevacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Sivas Ade Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama, Rama, Hare, Hare. So, greetings from the Jagannath Healing House in, in Hudson. Um, there seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel with uh, the pandemic. So... Um, that certainly should provide us some relief. At least we can get together and do Sankirtan. Sankirtan is better than Kirtan, Jiva Goswami says. Sankirtan means with others <clears throat> because it gives special feelings of bliss. Um, special feelings of bliss. And I explained that shared bliss is higher than individual bliss because it's easier in shared bliss to move the self-centered, limited concept of I and transcend it. And our pleasure is an energy of our connection with God. That's the ultimate pleasure. That's called prema. And sometimes, <clears throat> not sometimes, but most of the time, that, that ego prevents that. Just like the eyes can be covered by an umbrella from the sun or, or by a cloud. It's not that the cloud or umbrella is more powerful than the sun. It just covers your eyes. It's the same way that selfish type 
self-centered consciousness. It covers the senses of the soul from feeling the energy of love from God and from giving that energy to God because Krishna is responsive. So it's a relationship. God is merciful. So we get more than we deserve, but it's not like we don't do anything. We give something and then we give something and then we get more than we deserve. Much more than we deserve. Tesham satati yuktanam bhajatam pratipurvakam dadami buddhiyogam tvam yenamam upayantite. For one who worships me with faith and devotion, I give them the knowledge, the understanding, the experience by which they can come back to me. So it'll be really nice to join for Kirtan. I am praying and hoping um, that by Kartik, after my Vyasa Puja, or after Vyasa Puja, it's the Puja Vyas, the teacher is his representative, that I may go back to India. So during the summer, I'd like to have as many programs as possible. So I'll plan a few during the summer where we can get together. Um, I'm going to do a program um, in uh, Gopiki Shore's house on uh, Saturday, that's the day, Sunday is Father's Day. He wasn't available, his parents are coming in from Florida. So in the afternoon sometime. So if any of you are in town, you'll be invited to that. Um, well, we're discussing Lord Chaitanya and how wonderful to actually See Chaitanya Charitamrita, the character of the life force in immortality. The character of the life force in immortality is, is um, selfless. Selfless. And, and loving. And Sharanagati, it has full faith in the shelter of God. And the shelter of God is not just he's the maintainer, protector of our material things. He's the protector of our hearts. And more than anything else, we need shelter of heart. Our hearts need to be sheltered. And our hearts are sheltered by, our hearts are sheltered by a, um, Leela, if you can shut this fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, our health, our hearts are sheltered by, 
by ha- by the by love and having the right object of love more than anything else that's where we want shelter we want shelter in a relationship which is fulfilling and god is the ultimate object of because it's eternal and god is real in that sense he's real so it's nice to hear about that um actually hear about that and that's so essential I, I was actually thinking in 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 my morning walk that if we want to have and understand our eternal relationship with Krishna we have to read Krishna book otherwise it's not going to happen otherwise our sense of a relationship with Krishna won't be awakened unless we hear about it and it attracts us. So I was thinking how important that is to actually, Prabhupada told my God brother Vishal, if you read Krishna book every day, you'll be happy. So it's so important to, to, to hear about those who love Krishna to become attracted to that position of loving Krishna and ultimately, a second, and ultimately to be attracted to a particular relationship with Krishna. Prema means love and love manifests in a relationship. Now I'll give you a cemetery realization across from me there's this beautiful cemetery i mean it's huge and when you have these huge old cemeteries it's the place in the city where it's the most scenic it's got you know so many trees so i've been exploring it and walking in the morning early in the morning even i walked this morning an hour from 5.30 to 6.30. And it's actually the whole history of the United States and the culture when you go in that cemetery. I I read one, this will be a little off track, I'll get that, but I read, I went up there and there's actually two cemeteries. One is Cedar Park Cemetery and the other is Hudson City Cemetery and they're attached. Uh, Hudson City Cemetery, you can't even tell the difference. They have a Civil War cemetery there. And uh, some colonel died in the Civil War. He said, and, and he said what did I, I tell my mother I died with my face towards the enemy? <laughs> Happy are those Kshatriyas whose battles come on sword. So I assume he got wounded and he died, but before he got wounded, he told his mother, tell her I died with my face. Happy are those. But another thing I, I saw too is, um, I, think, I think people were happier because I think they had more relationships. Because <laughs> when you see someone die, it, it's like, mother you know like mother sister daughter friend they list all their relationships 
And, and, and that's a realization I had lately that that's what a person is. A person is, is their love. Person is, is that they're a father or, or a mother or a daughter or a friend. But there is a perfect relationship or eternal relationship is with Krishna. Others are, are, are temporary. So there's a perfect relationship and we have to be attracted to that. And that's what Krishna is. And that's why Krishna is Swayam Bhagavad because etacham sakalapum. So Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. He is the original personality of Godhead, which means the fullest manifestation. And the fullest manifestation of a person is when he's casual. When he's not um, covered by his position. So Krishna is the casual manifestation of God where you see his, his love. He's a friend and he's a lover and he's a child and he's a, a master. So we get to see this in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we also see how God deals with his devotees. I mentioned many times on my bucket list, but it won't happen in this life because I'm not writing more books. <laughs> I just want to spend more time chanting. But maybe I'll get someone else to write it and tell them the mind of God. And that's what we have in our, our scriptures. We have the mind of God. And the mind of Sarvabhama Bhattacharya of, of Lord Chaitanya here is, he, and, and this is kind of universal, but we don't realize it. God who's everywhere, is focused on our soul and trying to inspire us to have a relationship with him because that's who we are. <laughs> that's our nature. So he's focused on that. So we see this with this Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Somehow or other, he's come to the point of his spiritual evolution where he's ready for this. If we look back at our lives, even before we became devotees, you know, we say, well, why couldn't we, be, why could have we not been born of the, as devotees? And, you know, God has a plan to, 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 to give us the realizations we need. Sometimes it's the frustration I, someone, I would sit in Washington Square Park and do kirtan it, and people would come up from the subways. And then some person would stop. Some person would stop. I remember this happened from one person I met in India, I hadn't seen for a while. She went through a whole drama somewhere else and got on the subway and then she came up and saw me. And I was just thinking, this is the way it works. That the drama was connected with taking shelter of Krishna. Maybe it's on a train, but it's not a train. I met up with the train of our life. You know, it's all moving with our experiences. And when God sees that we're ready, 
in the, in the best way, according to our previous experiences in karma, to take shelter of him. Then he makes that arrangement. And, and, and here he's making a personal relation, relation a, per, a, a personal um, arrangement with himself. But he also makes arrangements with his devotees who are his representatives. And so that's what's happening to Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. It was time in the transcendental system for this soul to meet God. And, and it was just arranged as Lord Chaitanya came and saw Jagannath feeling the full energy of that relationship which generally cannot be contained in the body, the full energy of that relationship. It's, it's too much for this body in this life. And therefore we have to take, we have to take um, birth again in a planet where Krishna is having his pastimes. If we come to the stage of bhava, then we'll take birth in the pastimes and in the association of the Nitya Siddha Gopis, the Nitya city of Parikas, then somehow or other, that's the whole, the whole story of the Rasa dance is that some people couldn't come to Krishna directly because they were married. And Krishna blew the flute. So those people who had bhava, you know, they weren't completely qualified yet. That circumstance of the separation, burnt up the obstacles for them to have that direct association with Krishna. So anyway, he takes care of Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya faints for nine hours and Lord Chaitanya reciprocates. And he, he reciprocates in a very, very beautiful way. And that, you know, that's what realization is. Prabhupada gives the best definition of realization because when the, when, when the, when the sages Namasharanya asked Sutta Goswami, now that Krishna has left the planet, where is knowledge and religion protected? And he said, the answer is the Bhagavatam. And then he says, I was there Yataditam yatamati. I I I I heard it and I realized it, and I'm going to explain it to you. And Prabhupada really hones in in the next verse about the fact that he realized it. And then he makes a very interesting point that if you expand, it's very fascinating. That realization means the ability to communicate. Because communication means shaping the message according to the understanding and frame of reference of your audience. And if you don't have a real depth of realization, not just understanding something is true, but, you, 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 but you've actually seen something is true. If you don't have that in that process of reforming it according to the frame of reference for your audience, you will lose the message. 
So realization means how to communicate. And this story of Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, it had really two aspects. Um, well, it, 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 his desire was so strong to give it to him that first he had to create faith. You can't give teachings if people don't have faith. That's why Harinam is so important because the kirtan creates faith. Without that faith, people won't hear. So you can't, you can give philosophy, but also you have to create faith. I know when I preach, I used to preach, that's another thing that, it, it, that's a past life for me. When I used to give public programs in the yoga studios and give a seminar on bhakti to people who have no frame of reference for it. I start with subject matters which they do have faith in. Indian culture, maybe kirtan, maybe karma, maybe something like that. I start with that and I establish my authority. They see that this person is an authority. And again, not he has a position over us. He's an authority in the knowledge that we want to learn. And then what happens in the class is very, very mystical. If I establish that connection and establish my authority, then all of a sudden I'm, I, I don't have to, it's subconscious, but I'm not so much focusing on their frame of reference as much as the subject I'm speaking, because I realize they have faith. And all of a sudden I'm talking about Krishna, I'm talking about direct things with the confidence that they're, they're, they have the faith. Faith is the precursor to knowledge because it allows you to contemplate, understand something. So he creates that faith, interesting enough, by becoming his humble, perfect student. And by listening to him, somehow created faith in his qualities. And then after doing that, and he asked specifically Lord Chaitanya in his strategy, his compassion, he asked him to explain one verse, which is a particular verse in the Bhagavatam that shows that the nature of Krishna's pastimes are transcendental, which is not the impersonal view of the world. They believe that it's material. Krishna's form is material. That's why it's called Mayavadi, it's school of illusion. They believe that God is an illusion and that you just focus on it to steady your mind, to transcend that. So that's an impersonalistic view of the world. And therefore, they consider that Krishna's pastimes are material. So he asked him to explain the verse that specifically shows that Krishna's pastimes are transcendental. And what is that? It's a verse from the story of Sukadeva Goswami, where he leaves home 
and then sends out his student at, at, at birth. Sukadeva Goswami left home and then he sends out his students, go find my son. And they're chanting the Bhagavatam and Sukadeva Goswami becomes attracted. He becomes so attracted that he comes back to learn the Bhagavatam to his, from his father. And the verse that Sukadeva Goswami to Maharaj Prickett, no, no, that, that, no it's, it's another, that Sutta Goswami uses to explain this because he's explaining what's happening. Oh, Sukadeva, but anyway, it's this is Atmarama verse. Atmarama. Atmarama means in the self, I'm satisfied. He was Atmarama. Atmarama means I am satisfied. I need nothing of this world. That's what Atmarama means. Atmarama's chamunayo nigranat upyukrame korvantahuitikim bhaktim. Although he had no attraction to anything of this world, he became attracted to the pastimes of Krishna, which means that the pastimes of Krishna have nothing to do with this world. They're not material. That's simple logic. Sukadeva Goswami was, was not attracted to anything of this world. He became attracted to the pastimes of Krishna. The pastimes of Krishna have nothing to do with this world. They're transcendental. So he gets him to explain this verse and he's a great scholar. So he can only really explain the verse by that fact of devotional service. And the verse shows that in many, many ways. Each word in that verse has multiple meanings that just elucidate this particular point. So he explained it in, in, in an incredible way. He explained it in 13 different ways. And then Lord Chaitanya said, smiled and said, whatever you explained is certainly true. Now he's going to correct him, but there's an etiquette. The etiquette is that he's his teacher. But actually, he's actually his guru, but he's playing in the role of his teacher and he will become his guru. But still, you can see that he, 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 he follows the etiquette. I, I'm now with my teacher. He says, what you said is certainly true. And, and I, I, I remember this. This is a very important point. There was a culture of faith in society. There's a culture of faithlessness now that wants to bring everything down. It's so hard to trust in anything. But previously, because teachers and parents and everyone was so qualified, they really had a culture of faith knowing Acharya Mambi Janayam Nabamanyetakarichit that except the Acharya, except these people, people in positions of authority, they're representing God. Faithfully accept them, faithfully accept your parents, faithfully accept the, the person head of the government, your spouse, personally, your guru. Faithfully accept, and do not envy them in any way. 
because it's so easy to envy because if you have an authority, even if they are authority in not just position, but they have an authority in terms of knowledge, it's so easy to envy them because an authority restricts our whims. So he said, whatever you explained is certainly true. Now hear my explanations and decide whether they are authorized. So he's going to give further things. Sarvabhoma Bhatta Mahasai became struck with wonder as he thought. Further explanations are beyond the ability of a human being because he was the top scholar. In fact, he, there was a grammar in some place of scholarship, maybe in Bihar, and they wouldn't give the books to anyone. And it was called Navanyaya. I believe the story is, is that Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya memorized it. And therefore he brought it to Bengal. So he had this very sophisticated grammar. He had this very sophisticated mind. And my God, how people knew Shastra in that day. There was one famous scholar in India. He had memorized 6,000 books. In the year 1900s, these people, their minds, if you could imagine that Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami, they wrote Lalita Madhava. They wrote the Dugda Madhava without computers. This incredibly intricate poetry Where, where you can write one verse where it reads the same thing backwards and forwards. And it's all computed in their minds. They're so pure and so intelligent. So Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya had these qualifications and he gave 13 explanations. The Lord then explained the meaning in his own way, which no one at any time could conceive. So Lord Chaitanya, he gave 13. Lord Chaitanya gave 64 explanations. And he was just astounded. He was just astounded how this was possible. Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was astonished to hear the Lord's explanations and thought, is he the Supreme Lord? Because he's done something that was inconceivable. The top scholar in India, he just squeezed 13 different explanations. After explaining the verse, the Lord roared loudly 
and manifested his six-armed form. The Lord said, O Sarvabhoma, what do you think? Am I not qualified to take sannyas? Do you think that I am a mere sannyasi? Oh, Arya. I came here for your sake. You have spent many lifetimes trying to attain love for me. Therefore, I am revealing myself to you. I've incarnated to inaugurate the Sankirtan movement. Throughout the innumerable universes, I alone am qualified. You are my purely devoted servant, birth after birth. Therefore, I've revealed myself to you. So he said, am I not qualified to take sannyas? Because that was the whole point of the initial dialogue. When Lord Chaitanya said, please instruct me, he said, why did you take sannyas? You're young and it's supposed to be taking at 75 and you're 24 years old. You have to work through your desires before you can transcend them. And that's the platform for most people. For most people, the way that they become detached is not by renunciation, but by regulation. Because regulation allows enjoyment at the same time you're practicing austerity. So for most people it's regulation, not renunciation. One brahmachari, really interesting. This brahmachari, he has this karma that he, he meets my relatives in New York. And every time he meets my relatives in New York, I get a picture of my relative with a Bhagavad Gita, Gopal Champu. So he, 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 two of my nieces already, he had pictures. He, but not only that, people I knew, this guy, um, Graham, who has a reality TV show called I, 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 I Speak for the Dead. He's a coroner. And uh, a picture of him, uh, people that he know me, he just, so there's a picture of my older brother, a picture of my older brother with a Bhagavad Gita, smiling with his, his arms around Gopal Champu. But then he said, Marge, give me my blessings. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my ashram tomorrow. I said, no, I think that's good. That's good for this particular reason. If you can't continue on the path of renunciation by complete renunciation, what does sannyas mean? Yasa means renunciation, sun means complete renunciation. Then you continue on the path of renunciation by regulation. The Grihasta ashram is also for renunciation as the goal, but the way you do it is you regulate yourself. And that's what bhakti means, you regulate yourself. And then, so he told them, 24, this doesn't work. And you wanna be the guru of all the, not the guru, you will be the guru of all vanas and ashrams, and this is not good for Vaishnavism. So it's improper to take, so now he says no. Lord Chaitanya says, 
It's Sadbuj. He just manifests Sadbuj there. See, we have a deity here, Sadbuj. So he said, What do you, do you think I'm, I'm not qualified to take sannyas? I'm not a mere sannyasi. Look at my other arms. <laughs> you think I can't take sannyas? I'm also Ramachandra and I'm also Krishna. And you think I can't take sannyas? And why did I come here? I came here for your sake. You spend many lifetimes trying to attain love for me. Therefore, I'm revealing to you. Bahunam janmanamante gyanavamam papadyate vasudeva sabamite samahatma sadulava. Many bahunam janmanamante gyanavamam papadyate. After cultivating knowledge for many, many births, papadyate, one surrenders. Manushyanam sahasreshu kasjidyatati siddhaye. It's such a rare position, and I've come for you. And I'm, I'm revealing myself to you. And why am I in this sannyas? Because I've in, in, incarnated to inaugurate the Sankirtan movement. Prabhupada didn't want to take sannyas. He was living in Radha Damodar. He didn't want to take sannyas. Whatever the Leela was, Sannyas at that time and sannyas today was a different thing. In fact, I was reading a story in this biography of Narayan Marj. He wasn't the guru of his organization. His godbrother was the guru of that organization. And only after his godbrother died did he start taking disciples. And they were talking about they established this temple in Orissa and the Acharya decided to stay there. And he, was, and he had one simple disciple that didn't even speak Orissa. And then he felt he felt very, very ill. But he wouldn't get medicine. And why wouldn't he get medicine? Because he didn't want to use any of the money collected for himself. Uh, you know what he didn't want to use any of the money connect he was the acharya he didn't want to use any of the money collected for himself and then the story went is this arian assistant who was there he he, he had to find someone and then they wrote a letter to narayan march who came down and you know, they and then it well he wasn't the acharya yet actually because then the, the acharya came too and they sent it to a doctor but he was a sannyasi. He didn't want to take any for himself. So when Prabhupada took sannyas, they asked Prabhupada, you should take sannyas. Prabhupada was thinking, what does this mean? You know, no, they don't wear shoes. Even I know a friend, an old, old sadhu. He used to be a manager in Calcutta. And then when he got older, he, he, he had a guru in Gaudiya Vaishnava. When he came to Vrindavan, he vowed not to wear shoes. And even in the winter, he never wore shoes. He always went barefoot. Anyway, so, so they came to Prabhupada and said, you should take sannyas if you want to lead a preaching movement. <clears throat> 
one of my god brothers who is empowered to preach in, in, in a way that's so astounding, it's hard to comprehend how many things he's doing at once. The organization he has. There's so many projects and he's very strict in his studies. He's very strict in his chanting, but he has some, so he has a person who is a big person that works for companies in logistics and strategies. So he told him to consult some people, including me. Um, I'm getting off track. I don't want to go here unless I remember the point that I was making about this. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, I remember it. So he asked me, you know, what is your recommendation to this? So I gave what I felt was a whole st strategy on how this should be organized. And I said, well, he should organize it in a greater parameters of ISKCON. He should do what Prabhupada did. <clears throat> Prabhupada put a buffer between him and everybody else by having a management group and sannyasis. It had preachers. So I, I said, what he should do is he should see who he can empower. And empower me means to recognize another person's ability, facilitate, encourage it, facilitate it, and then discuss greater parameters by which it fits in with everything else. So I said, he's got to find these kind of people. And I said, that's why Prabhupada has sannyasis. <laughs> he needed people to represent him in the preaching and he needed a social order to do it. And therefore, even though the people weren't so qualified, he had no choice. He had to create a, a structure of, of authority and people who could represent this. So he tried to find who are those people who had that spirit of preaching and who could represent them and he empowered them. And then he was detached. You know, there was a huge problem in Australia and they sent Prabhupada, there was no face, you know, I remember when facts first came out, we were like astounded watching it come over the thing. And so that, you know, there was like a telegraph or something and you know, Prabhupada wrote back, it was a huge problem. Okay, you know, when, when, I, when I come in another four months, we'll deal with it. <laughs> so what Chaitanya here says, I, I, well, I've taken sannyas and I'm revealing this to you. Uh, this is the whole thing when he manifested sadhu, which is whole verse. And he's talking about that. It's like saying, okay, I'm, I'm not, you know, you were saying sannyas was improper. I'm not just a sannyas. I'm also Ramachandra. I'm also, you know, the, the, the sannyas was improper. Look who I am. And, and, and he said, and the reason I've done this is to inaugurate the Sankirtan movement. I took the sannyas. And so it's, it was done for that reason, because it has authority and the authority allows one. Let's assume you are an authority, but you still need to have that authority. <laughs> it's not enough that you are an authority. And that's where the, the, the relationships come. That's where your dealings come. That's where your behavior comes. That's how you talk to people. 
So he said, throughout the universes, I alone am qualified to do this. To inaugurate Krishna Varnam Tusha Krishnam Sangam Pangasta Parshadam Yagyai Sankirtana Praya. I am qualified. You are my purely devoted servant, birth after birth. Therefore, I've revealed myself to you. I think I'm just a sannyasi. Look at these other arms. I will deliver the pious and annihilate the miscreants. Do not worry, just offer prayers to me. It's a, it's a nice how we see how Lord Chaitanya employed teaching, teachable moments. When we're dealing with people, it's very, very hard to correct people because of ego. We're just conditioned like that. And especially in the world of faithfulness, the world of disappointment, the world of exploitation. So it's very hard to correct someone. People are not used to the fact that they may be wrong because it's not just intellectual. It has to do with their emotions and how they experience the world and their, and, and their desires. And there's so many things. It's for everyone. So Lord Chaitanya just couldn't tell him at the beginning. He created a circumstance where there was a teachable moment where he was ready to hear now. And now he's now he's now he's just a re, he's re, he's telling him I am God. Just offer prayers. The six-armed form of the Lord was most wonderful as an fulgent as millions of suns. Sarvabhauma lost consciousness on seeing that form because. The emotions were too, we become overcome by emotions. Some people more than others. Yeah, I'm pretty strong. Even my father said that. I, I can't say how he said that because it was in a Brooklyn language. But he admitted that I was strong, that I had stamina. Stamina means the ability to undergo, undergo prolonged mental and physical duress. Even my father saw that. He, he made a, a particular, I can't repeat it. It's just the way he said it. But, but I remember, you know, I remember sometimes in life, just, you know, a few times laying on the floor that this was just too much. This was just too much. So what is it that all of a sudden you think you're this person's guru and then he comes out as God and shows his effulgent form to you? What are the feelings of, of, of mercy that you're feeling? What are the feelings of humility you're feeling? What are the feelings of awe you're feeling? What do you think, Jamuna Bihari? Amazing. Just picturing myself manifesting my six arms right now. <laughs> You did it, I'd fall off the chair for sure. <laughs> the six-armed Lord Gorchanda then roared loudly in ecstasy. The Lord was greatly pleased with Sarvabhoma. 
he placed his lotus hand on Sarvabhoma's head and said, get up. By the touch of the Lord's lotus hand, the Brahmin regained consciousness, yet he remained speechless and stunned in ecstasy. So you can't come out. It's just like, I remember I was following once that these, it's you know, a coal mine collapsed in Pennsylvania and these miners were stuck in that coal mine. And then they have these drills and then the drill broke and they were there for days, they couldn't eat, you know, and they thought they were gonna die. And then all of a sudden it like broke through and they have to have a decompression chamber. I don't know what happens, but if you come up too quickly, you can't adjust. So they have to send the decompression chamber down. I forgot what it's called. So it's like that in descriptions of ecstasy. If you go deep into a stage of ecstasy, you can't right come up to regular consciousness. You have to first come to artachitta, half consciousness. And that's one of the reasons why Krishna did not go back to Vrindavan after so many, so many years. Because he thought to bring Radharani, Sri Radha, out of her catastonic deep state of separation, he'd have to stay there for some time. And what would happen is, is just as she came out of the consciousness, she would see Krishna and in shock, she would think, maybe he'll leave again. <laughs> maybe, he'll, and go even to a deeper consciousness. So he, he regained his consciousness, but still he was speechless and stunned in ecstasy. Just like when, when Krishna revealed to Lord Brahma, when Lord Brahma stole the cows and he came back and then he saw Krishna was manifest in all the coward boys and all the cows, all the calves. And then Krishna manifested his Aishvarya. He manifested his form and surrounding his form, all the devotees doing kirtan, and then there was Swabhava and Guna and Karma, and it was just everything in the whole. And Lord Brahma, he, it couldn't be accommodated in the senses. And he fell down on the ground with his four heads. And when he regained consciousness, Krishna was there in his Shamsundar form. But it was so pleasant getting rid of that position of ego and feeling the joy of the love of love where you put someone else in the center and that center is God. It was such a joy for him that he, he just stayed on the ground. <laughs> he didn't want to get up. Such a relief, such a relief that position after being Lord, Lord Brahma, that's why why Lord Brahma also took, took manifestation as Haridas Thakur. 
You think being in the center is joyful, but it's an illusion and it disconnects you from that energy of God, of service. So I remember Krishna Das Babaji in the old days in the Krishna Bala Mandir, Mangalarti, there may be 20 people. Weren't hardly any people in Vrindavan. I remember one day there was such a beautiful kirtan by this devotees, Sachinandana, Sachitananda. Prabhupada would have him sing for him every morning. And then one day we look back and, and at Prabhupada's Vyasasan was Krishna Das Babaji offering prayers. And then they said, look, there's Krishna Das Babaji. And it, <laughs> in Briyad Bhagavatamrita, every time Narada Muni sees a devotee who, who is, who is He's directed to as the topmost devotee, and he begins to put him in that consciousness. The devotee doesn't want it. So there's a joy in service. There's a joy in humility. And if someone actually experiences that, that becomes his taste, not the center. So, Lord Gorasunda, the ocean of mercy, then placed his feet on Sarvabhoma's head. Having received the touch of the Lord's lotus feet, Sarvabhoma Mahasai became completely filled with transcendental ecstasy. Pai Sricharana Sarvabhoma Mahasai Hoyla Kevala Parananda Prema Maya Prema Moya filled with Prema Moya filled with Prema Kevala Parananda Kevala means only Parananda the supreme Transcendental Prem Ecstasy. He tightly grabbed the Lord's lotus feet and cried in ecstasy while saying, today I've captured the thief who has stole my heart. Poetry is always more powerful in expressing love. That's why bhakti is mostly in poetry because it's a medium that I, 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 this, this, so, this social scientist, he was very famous when I grew up, Marshall McLuhan. He wrote the book, The Medium is the Message. It's not just the content that affects you, it's the medium. And he described television as, as a cold medium because you sit there and it just acts upon you. Reading is a hot medium because you, you have to activate your intelligence. And in reading, then poetry is even more dynamic because it's subtle and deep. So the more you have to come to the content, the more the content affects you. And that's why in expressing love, metaphor is much more powerful poetry than prose. Rather than saying, 
you know, oh, you are my supreme Lord and I am your servant. He says, today I've captured the thief who stole my heart. Such a more powerful expression. Sarvabhoma cried pathetically as he held those wonderful feet, which are the wealth of the goddess of fortune. Arta Nadi Sarvabhoma Karena Rodana Dariya Apurva Pada Padma Ramadam. Om Lord Sri Chaitanya, my life and soul, please glance mercifully on this fallen soul. I am so sinful that I dare teach you religious principles. I did not understand your pure, inconceivable glories. To be continued. Okay. Jamuna Jaya, you want to share a... Morning, Maharaj. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for class so much. I There were so many wonderful points, but I was really thinking that last point about how poetry just really just says it so much better. There's a writer, I love that she says that poetry is the official language of wow. And uh, when you just said that last thing about now I have captured the thief of, of my heart, I literally went, wow. And so it's just such a beautiful point that the poetry can see those things that prose simply can't because it's that? beyond us. Poetry is the Language of wow. It's a writer. Her name is Anne Lamott. She's a very interesting person. She's a very religious person. Um, but then great. when she writes, it's it's very mundane almost. Yeah. Poetry is the official language of wow. I will use that. <laughs> Good. Explains that explains it perfectly. Yeah. Okay. That explains it perfectly. And when you explain love, it's even more wow. Okay, Rajeshri, you usually offer some point that you like. Yes, Maharaj, thank you so much. So many wonderful points, as usually. One stuck with me, which I really like, how you said that person is their love. Person is their love, and that our love uh, is, is revealed by the way we serve others. I really like that. Thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Thanks, Tota. Thank you, Shori Radha. Thank you, Shori Radha. Hare Bo. Hare Bo. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hey, Hare Bo. Thanks so much for class. Radha. Okay, good. Very nice. I, I probably, I'm thinking I may go to Colombia. I spoke, I got a message from uh, Sri Govinda that things, I mean, the, you know, the protests are going on, but it's not, the roads are open and there's negotiation. It's not, you know, like before. I'll let you know in case you're free, you know. Yes. Yes, yeah, Maharaj. Right. Please Thank let you. us know. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Hi, Maharaj. Hi, Maharaj. Hey, Jack. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. See you. Great. Nice to see you on Sunday, huh? That was fun, right? It was wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, great. Enjoyed it. Anybody else? Hi, Maharaj. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Hi, Bo. 
Good to see you. Thank you very much for the class. Yeah. Surya Radhika cannot join on Wednesday for a few weeks because she's doing a seva at this moment. So. Okay. Well, okay, it's okay. You have to tell her what what was in the class. Yeah, and she sent her humble obeisances for you. Okay. Thank you very much. Anybody else? Yes, Haribo from Mayapur. Hey, Radicharan, Haribo. Haribo Maharaj, I have a question for you. Okay. I've heard you say on a number of occasions in different classes over the years when you explain the different levels of sadhana bhakti from Shraddha to Prema and that giving the uh, example of Lord Chaitanya who could hardly sustain physically the emotions of praying that it is not possible for a human being to actually experience praying in this body therefore they have to uh, they have to take birth again so they can in a spiritual body experience praying does that mean that in this very lifetime one can only go up to bhava I believe that that's the philosophy, but what is Baba? Baba is Prema. Baba is Prem Ankur. It's the, it's the Lord's loving Shakti in our hearts. So you are attaining Prema, but it's the stage of Prema called Prem Ankur, a, a, a oh. sprout of Prem. And we know that Prem has many, many levels. Yes. So as far as I understand, that, that the, otherwise, why the story in the 10th canto about the gopis who couldn't come to Krishna? Correct. To the flute. Flu. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Radha Charan, I thought you were <laughs> going to be in Australia by now. <laughs> we just got a notification from the FRO, your favorite office in India. <laughs> that all the foreigners have to be out by the 31st of August. That's it. They're not extending visas anymore. Wow. Wow, huh? So somehow or other, we have to find a way out now. <laughs> <laughs> no, one will, no one will accept you. <laughs> <laughs> China won't let you go back, right? We don't know. It may happen. Oh, okay. It's going down and now. The COVID's going down again, right? Yeah, yeah. Going down seriously in India. However, I'm very, very sad to say that we've had quite a few losses lately in Mayapur. Really? Yeah. In Mayapur? Yeah. We've lost quite a few devotees. Really? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Okay. I'm going to go. Hare Krishna. Who is that? Hey. Hare Thank you for a great class. Okay. Great. Okay. Hare Krishna. Manchakalpa Chubhya Shaka.